0: My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. In today's episode, I'm answering some questions from listeners. And today I answer a question about big tantrums in a four-year-old. And this mom wants to know how to deal with those and if her special circumstances could be contributing to the degree of the tantrums. Then a second question from a mom dealing with her five-year-old daughter who seems to be struggling with handling her emotions, getting very emotional as well as dealing with some self-esteem issues. And a lot of it is also wrapped around quite a few changes, which could also be contributing to her daughter's inability to handle the daily ups and downs now the first question is from dana and she says hello i have a question regarding my four-year-old daughter she is a caring and outgoing little girl but her tantrums are terrible she had a hard start dealing with a speech delay but is catching up quite well now but when she has a tantrum she explodes her tantrums include screaming crying and relentless attempts to get what she wants timeouts do not work. She will sit and scream. At the end of four minutes, she still cries and yells. We've tried talking at her level, using a soft voice, explaining why she cannot have something, and she ends up just tiring herself out. Sometimes it leads to one to two hours of crying and she ends up falling asleep because at that point, she has worked herself up so much that she is physically shaking and I'm left soothing her i am so lost crying writing this message to you hoping to help her learn to cope with these feelings and end the tantrum cycle well dana i am glad to hear that your daughter is catching up quickly after starting out with a speech delay this could very easily be contributing to the degree of her tantrums but i do have lots of tips in working with her to help her recognize her emotions and learn to deal with them in a more calm manner First, I'm going to cover a little background on brain development, including language development and how these fit together so you can have a better understanding of what's going on here. I've talked about some of this in the episode on tantrums, that's episode number three, but basically there's two main parts of the brain, the limbic brain and the neocortex. The limbic brain is the emotional brain, the fight or flight, the more primitive piece of the brain. The neocortex is the logical piece in charge of language, cognition, planning, goal setting, the higher level functions. One of the first pieces of the neocortex to come on board is language. Now, vision and hearing are first, but then language. We need language well for a lot of things but when it comes to sharing our feelings more appropriately we need language for that be it sign language or verbal or other ways of communicating but as these skills develop the brain develops and strengthens the link between the limbic brain and the neocortex so because your daughter was behind in language expression she hasn't had as much practice as other toddlers her age in verbalizing her feelings The good news is that we as parents can help our kids strengthen this connection between these two sections of the brain. But before I get into that, I wanna talk a moment about tantrums and what is happening. During a tantrum, a toddler is stuck in their limbic brain. It's all emotion with little or no logical brain engaged. So our job is to work with our children, with our toddlers to learn to calm so they can learn to engage that logical brain earlier and easier. So the first thing is definitely drop the timeouts. I don't advocate using timeouts for anything because they don't help kids make better decisions. We can't force them to think about anything and usually they're just thinking about how mean we are. So especially with tantrums, when toddlers are stuck in their emotional brain, they need to learn to calm and to share their feelings through language. So to help her with this, there are two times to work on it. First is obviously during the tantrum itself. How do you help her when she is all worked up? And secondly, is during calm times, working on those emotion language skills. And these are actually the times, the calm times, that these lessons take hold the best. So let's start with during the tantrums. Your daughter is having an all out tantrum, tears, yelling, and crying. She's stuck in her limbic brain. You can use language to describe what she's feeling. Keep it simple. Don't lecture or give long-winded explanations. Just very simple because her logical brain is not on board at this point. All you want to say is, you are very angry or you are very angry right now. Then you can ask her, do you want me to hold you? If the answer is no, then just let her go and work through it on her own. You can let her know you're there for her if she changes her mind. So you might want to say, You are very angry right now. Would you like me to hold you? And if she says no, you can just say, okay, I'm here for you if you need me. Now, either way, whether she says yes or no, you can keep repeating, you are very angry. I can see you're very angry right now. Just every 30 seconds or so. This helps her connect the word angry with what she's feeling. This will help her make that connection between the limbic and the logical brain. Now, if she wants to be held, just hold her. And also you can repeat every 30 seconds or so. I can see you're still very angry. Some kids wanna be held and some don't. I had one who usually wanted to be held and another who almost never did. And my other one was almost 50-50. Sometimes he did and sometimes he didn't. Whatever they choose is fine. It's just their personal preference. Now, I know it's hard to sit and watch while they just work through it on their own, but this is part of their process of development and they just need to figure out how to do this. So repeating the words that they're frustrated or they're angry will help them make those connections between the word and the feeling and help build that connection so that they will then, in time, be able to use the words instead of just completely blowing up. So this is the first step to helping them. Now, for what you do during times of calming, you wanna talk about emotions just in general in daily interactions, both your emotions and hers. I'm feeling happy because, I'm frustrated because, I can see that that makes you very happy. Have conversations about things that make you feel happy and ask her what makes her feel happy. Then you can do that with other emotions like sadness, frustration, or anger. Read books about emotions. Some good books are The Feelings Book by Todd Parr, My Many Colored Days by Dr. Seuss, or Alexander the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day by Vorst and Cruz, and of course there's a whole slew of other books for children that teach about emotions. For more on tantrums, more in-depth information about what's happening during a tantrum and how to help kids through them both during and in times of calm, including a list of ways to teach kids to calm and a great list of books about emotions of 20 plus books, you can see the class on tantrums on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the health and development section. Also, the Your Developing Toddler class goes into detail on all these areas of development, how they interact with each other, ways to support and encourage and promote a toddler's development, including language, cognitive, social-emotional, and physical areas of development. Now, I've created a promo code for 20% off the Tantrums or the Your Developing Toddler class or either of the memberships, one month or three months. To use the code, simply enter HAPPY, H-A-P-P-Y, at the bottom of the checkout page. Now, our next question is from Jennifer, who is becoming increasingly worried about her daughter's inability to cope and emotional reactions to the smallest things. I will answer Jennifer's question right after a word from today's episode sponsor, Kind Bars. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HIPAA 14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Visit homethreads.com slash parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com slash parenting to get your code for 15% off your order, because great parenting deserves a great home. Home Threads, love where you live. To get the offer, go to kindsnacks.com slash yourvillage. Again, that's to get your free box of 10 Kind Bars and just pay shipping. Go to kindsnacks.com, K-I-N-D-S-N-A-C-K-S dot com slash yourvillage. Now for Jennifer's question. Hi, Aaron. My husband and I have become increasingly concerned about my daughter's ability to handle her emotions. She cries and becomes angry easily often saying that she does not like herself, she is stupid, or that we do not love her. She has always been an emotional child, but this behavior seems to have magnified over the last year. It is becoming increasingly difficult to ask her to do anything with tears or her flat-out refusal. When I set a limit, she says it is because I do not love her. She has experienced many changes over the past couple of years, including my miscarriage, the birth of her younger sister, starting kindergarten, the closure of her church, death of our pet, etc. I worry that all these changes are too much for her. How can I help her? Now, I will say that is a lot of changes and could definitely be contributing. And there are several different areas to attack here, including self-esteem, working with inner temperament, developing some healthier coping skills, along with looking into the reason or reasons behind the pushback around the refusals or emotional reactions to being asked to do something. So I'll touch on as much of this as I can. Now, there's so much here that I'm trying to figure out the best place to start so that it's clear or as clear as I can be. So all right, let's start with temperament. I've talked about temperament off and on throughout episodes, but our children's temperament and ours too, of course, colors all of life's experiences. Now some scientists say there are only four traits and others say there's as many as 21. Now, some of those are subtypes or more nuanced divisions of the others, but I cover nine traits of temperament in my class on the website. Each of these traits is a continuum from low to high, and all of us fall somewhere along the continuum for each of the nine traits. There are several traits that could be coming into play here. Sensitivity level, and this is sensitivity to physical stimuli, feelings aware, This is of both their own feelings and others' feelings. Now this is me, I'm highly feelings aware. Then the other temperament trait that I think is potentially affecting her ability to handle these situations is adaptability. And this is the ease or difficulty with which one handles change. Now, when it comes to these temperament traits, I cover four areas to support kids who fall significantly to one side of the spectrum or another for each of the nine traits. These four areas include family and friends, school and learning, activities and leisure, and guidance and discipline. I think the best trait for me to cover some of this for you would be adaptability since you seem most concerned about how to help her cope with all the changes. And I feel it may be affecting her ability to handle the other smaller things in life. You know, people who are less adaptable prefer the familiar. They become shy with new people and places. They like their toys, room, and teachers to remain the same and they need more time to deal with change. So now I'll cover some tips in the arena of family and friends. You want to help her make new friends by inviting a new child over to play. Spend time talking and reassuring when a change occurs, such as a pet dying or an impending move. Warn your child ahead of time about changes in your home, such as renovations or redecorating, before it happens. For birthdays or other occasions, plan small celebrations. Maintain a family routine as much as possible. Limit big changes to one at a time and leave three months between each when possible. An example of this might be a move and a new school. So if your child is starting a new school, it's best to plan the move either three months before or three months after starting the new school, if at all possible. So I know whatever big changes you've had have already happened, but just moving forward, You can keep all these in mind to give that three-month gap for these big changes as much as possible to help her adapt easier. The next area I'll give some tips is guidance and discipline. You want to talk frequently about any upcoming changes, trips, or new people. Describe a new experience, what it will be like, and what to expect. When routines are temporarily upset, reassure her that things will return to normal soon. You want to offer choices to give her some feeling of control such as when you go to a new place like an amusement park should we ride the carousel or the train first or the zoo should we visit the giraffes or the elephants first. Encourage her to try new things and model excitement and having fun. Now if your child is about to start a new school And now, Dana, I know your daughter just started kindergarten, but for anybody else out there who has a child who has this temperament trait and is curious or for the future, if your child is about to start a new school, you can see the class on separation anxiety for ways to help without overdoing so that you're not working against yourself and increasing the anxiety. And that class is also on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the development and health section. Now, in order to have time to touch on some of the other areas, I don't have time to go into the other two areas, the learning in school and activities and leisure, but if you want to know more about those and or other areas of the temperament traits, you can see the temperament class on the website at yourvillageonline.com, also under the development and health section. You know what, I was planning to go right on and discuss some tips for working on increasing coping and resilience. However, the tips I just shared from adaptability piece will help and touch on this and give you some really good places to start. So I also wanted to talk about looking deeper into the behavior as far as the refusals because part of the response seems like it could be manipulative. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but just that kids will turn to manipulation tactics when they feel like there are some underlying emotional needs not being met or even just to get their way. Now, sometimes these needs are valid and sometimes they're not. So addressing those feelings, getting to the bottom of it and coaching our kids will fix those manipulative responses. I mean, basically kids just know how to get to us. So for instance, when in our house, we were working on setting strong boundaries at bedtime during toddlerhood with my older son, he would yell from the bedroom, I love you, mama. No. What parent can ignore that, right? It's hard. Now, he's also used the you don't love me line in order to try to get his way as well. And I'm also currently working on a class that addresses just this, how to get behind the reasons for kids misbehavior and how to handle each kind of scenario. So I will definitely make an announcement on the podcast when that class becomes available. Then I also wanted to touch on some self-esteem tips as well, but since I've covered self-esteem in other episodes, including episode number two, which is all about self-esteem, you can learn more from that episode rather than cutting into the time I could be sharing new information here. So I really feel like sharing information on feelings aware is really important here too and could be the next most beneficial place to work with her and help her learn to share and handle her emotions differently. So a person who is highly aware of feelings can be very caring and sympathetic can use words to tell how she feels, tends to act on feelings rather than thinking things through, and may easily get feelings hurt. So for family and friends, for children who are highly aware of feelings, family and friends need to be aware that she may easily have her feelings hurt and coach through these situations. So for instance, one evening, my older son, Carter, he was five at the time, was having a hard time because his brother was playing with his sister and not with him. And it was a compound issue because he wanted his brother Chandler to play a specific way, whereas his sister was allowing Chandler to play what Chandler already wanted. But regardless, Carter's feelings were hurt. So I sat down and I talked with him and I asked him if he were feeling left out. And I helped him identify those feelings. We then discussed joining in on their play and ways to do that where he could compromise and allow the other two to play roles that they were already involved in and interesting to them. Also, allow your highly feeling child to help take care of pets or younger siblings. There's a big caveat though, and that is without expectation. The without expectation refers to the siblings, not the pets. The reason for this is that this can play into sibling rivalry, and I cover this in detail in the siblings class. But once an older child feels an obligation to care for a sibling, the resentments can set in and affect that relationship. So allow an older sibling to give baby a bottle or one sibling to get something for another when they feel like helping. So, for instance, In our home, my daughter is very much the little mommy and loves to get things for people, especially her brothers. And my oldest likes to feel like the big brother and be helpful by getting his siblings cups of water or getting things that are too high for them to reach. So these are ways to engage kids who are highly feelings aware and want to be helpful and help other people. It really helps them connect with that piece of being helpful and being emotional caretaker. Now this is good for any child, but teach lots of feeling words. And I have a handout available on the podcast page with a list of over 40 feeling words, as well as some feeling faces to work with your kids on teaching emotion language and emotion skills. And you can get that handout by going to yourvillageonline.com/podcast/feelings. So yourvillageonline.com/podcast/feelings, enter your email address We'll send you the Feeling Words and Emotion Faces handout. Also, encourage your daughter to tell others how she is feeling when she's upset, when she's happy, anytime. Encourage her to share her feelings. If you see that she's upset, really work with her. It looks like you're feeling upset right now. Can you tell me about that? So, Jennifer, there's a lot going on in this and so many different areas to tackle, and I wish I had time to get into a lot more of it. But hopefully this is enough information to really get you started on some of that along with episode number two on self-esteem. And then if you have additional information that you'd like to get, on working with self-esteem and working with her temperament, along with some of the discipline tools like coaching and communication tools will all really help bring some of this together. And again, when the next class is available on children's misbehavior and solutions, I will also make an announcement about that, should be available in the next month or two. Now, again, I've created a promo code HAPPY, H-A-P-P-Y, for you to get 20% off of the following classes, Tantrums, Your Developing Toddler, and I've also added temperament and self-esteem to that list since I discussed those classes as well, as well as the monthly and three-month memberships. Simply enter the code at the bottom of the checkout page. If you have a parenting question you would like answered, please send them to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.